welcome back to the Gazette's Fact Checker podcast. So we've been off for a couple of months. Um, There are good reasons for it. The Gazette, for one, was scrambling to cover COVID-19 and we had a lot of changes in our our staffing and, and everything, but we're back. So just in time for the push to the general election in the fall. So let's introduce our team for today. I'm Molly Duffy. I cover education for the Gazette. And I'm Erin Jordan. I'm the Gazette's investigative reporter. So Brian Morelli, who's been on this team for a long time, um, has taken another job outside of the Gazette. So he won't be back on the team, um, uh, but we miss him. And Michaela is just on vacation this week, so she will be back. But because we're, you know, Molly and I wanted more people to talk with, we invited a special guest for today, and that is Sarah Watson. She is an intern at the Gazette this summer, And in the fall, she will return as the executive editor of the Daily Iowa, the University of Iowa's award-winning campus newspaper. So, Sarah, I was hoping you'd tell me a little bit about the DI's uh, fact-checking project. Yeah, thanks, Erin. So, yeah, so so we're partnering with PolitiFact um, to launch PolitiFact Iowa this past year. We've done about a dozen fact checks on state government officials, our university president and administrators, and um, and that's in addition to our um, our daily putting out a paper. So um, that's something that we've really gotten going this past semester, especially. Um, and yeah, that's led by myself and um, our our politics coach, Lyle Muller, who is the former um, Iowa Watch executive director. So um, that's kind of what his quote unquote retirement project um, is to help with that. So that's our PolitiFact project. We do um, fact checks. Our goal is about once a week. That's great. And as we were just talking about before we started, you know, doing a fact check a week can be really tough. You've got you know, sometimes it's unpredictable about when sources will get back to you and you have to make sure the criteria or the um, claims meet your criteria. Um, And just as a note to Gazette readers, they'll probably recognize Lyle Muller's name. He's a former reporter and editor for the Gazette. So it's, we all, we all like Lyle. But the, the ad that we're checking today is a TV commercial that started running a week or so ago. Um, it's by the National Republican Senatorial Committee, and it's an ad um, attacking Teresa Greenfield, who is the Democrat running for Senate against Joni Ernst. Um, you know, I saw an interesting statistic that these national senatorial campaign committees already have reserved more than $35 million in Iowa for television airtime. And this seems like one of those early ads. Um, My son, who's 10, told me that he basically has this commercial memorized because it's running on YouTube all the time. So not only (laughs) is it on TV, but it's on YouTube and other places like that. Teresa Greenfield is not who she says she is. Greenfield's failed home building business ran up millions in debt. Teresa Greenfield's company was repeatedly sued by homeowners and banks for fraud, shoddy work, and not making payments on time. Eventually, Greenfield's business folded. Teresa Greenfield is a failed businesswoman and a phony. Greenfield's company didn't pay its bills while destroying the jobs of Iowa families. NRSC is responsible for the content of this advertising. So the ad um, claim makes some um, statements about Teresa Greenfield's record as a businesswoman, uh, specifically her time in real estate, and even more specifically, 
her time working for a Minnesota-based but national company called Rotland Homes. So the claims that we checked uh, are as follows. Greenfield's failed home building business ran up millions in debt. Green, Teresa Greenfield's company was repeatedly sued by homeowners and banks for fraud, shoddy work, and not making payments on time. Rotland Homes shut its doors, and this the only second part of this is in quotes. It's Greenfield and then, quote, destroyed Iowa jobs. So there's a lot of uh, you know serious claims there, and, and we had a couple of readers reach out to us and ask us to check this, this ad. So um, as is normally our, our course of action, we reached out to the NRSC um, to ask for their sources for the ad. There is a little bit of sourcing provided in the commercial itself. Um, it has a reference to an article in Builder Magazine uh, from 2011 and a 2017 profile of Greenfield in the Des Moines Register. But if you read those articles, um, neither one of them makes the same statements that the NRSC is making. So, you know, it's uh, sometimes hard to tell why different groups say that they're using these as their source when it's not completely clear how it backs it up. But um, so, like I said, the ad focuses on Rotland Homes, which is this Minnesota home building company where Greenfield worked for more than six years. So um, Greenfield worked there from August 2005 to December of 2011 when her job there at the company was eliminated. And that's when the um, company went out of business. And just as a backdrop for this, when Rotland Homes went out of business, they were, you know, a very viewed as a very strong real estate company. They had offices in Des Moines, Tampa, um, uh, Minneapolis area, and were were building a lot of houses in their areas. Um, but it was, you know, at the time, kind of following the real estate bubble, and then into the recession, uh, the company was one of many home builders that that closed during that period of time. So the builder in the builder article, which was a really great and helpful article, the CE, the CFO of Rotland homes at the time told builder in November, 2011, that the company would liquidate its assets after failing to reach a deal with banks to fund continued operations. And just looking at some secretary of state's records, it looks clear that Rotland homes uh, dissolved its various divisions um, soon after that. So the claim about Rotland Homes shutting its doors is is accurate. Um, the claim about the company running up millions in debt, um, you know, the CFO, Steve Kahn, actually acknowledged that in the Builder article. Um, he said that, uh, that they had creditors that they weren't going to be able to pay back after this. Um, just let me get this specific wording. He said that because of Rotland's significant debt, lenders would likely not recover all the money they put into it. And then there was a lawsuit um, that was filed in Ramsey County District Court in Minnesota in November 2011, where three lenders said Rotland owed them more than $28 million. Um, and so I think that it is accurate also that the firm ran up millions in debt before it went out of business. So the hardest claim to check really is one where uh, the NRSC says Rotland Homes uh, was repeatedly sued by homeowners and banks for fraud, shoddy work, and not making payments on time. So I looked at a lot of, tried to look at a lot of Minnesota court filings 
And um, those records are not digitized. So you can't like open the lawsuit and see what the specific claims were. But um, I called Hennepin County District Court uh, just to see if there was a, a suit that was in this time period. And there was one from 2010 that was related to an Eden Prairie Condominium Association suing Rotland Company. And the Minneapolis St. Paul Business Journal wrote a story that says that the, the condo association uh, said Rotland Homes is responsible for poor workmanship that caused significant damage and deficiencies. Um so, you know, that is at least one example of a claim of shoddy worker workmanship. But, you know, like a lot of lawsuits, they settle and, you know, you don't ultimately find out who was to blame for what. Rotland Homes. So uh, Teresa Greenfield was head of the Des Moines division of Rotland Homes from 2007 to 2011. And Rotland Homes is listed as the defendant in 26 lawsuits in Polk County from 1995 to 2013. But as you can tell from those dates, you know, the bulk of those occurred before Greenfield even worked for the company. And because Polk County's records weren't digitized until kind of after that time, the fact checker couldn't look into the allegations of those specific suits. But I think, you know, there there is evidence that there was a lot of lawsuits that repeatedly sued by homeowners and banks. Um, You know, it sounds like the not making payments on time likely accurate. Uh, There's this one allegation, at least, of shoddy work. We did not find anything of of fraud. Uh, Whether that was a count of one of these lawsuits, I don't know. So the National Republican Senatorial Committee's last claim is that Greenfield's former employer destroyed Iowa jobs. So we specifically um, went to the group and said, which jobs are you talking about? Um, You know, do you mean the people who worked for Rotland's Des Moines division? And they did not respond. Um, I don't know how many people worked for the Des Moines division at the time, but um, Greenfield lost her job at that time. And, you know, it, it, so I suppose there might have been some jobs there that were lost. Um, so getting to the grade of this claim, as I um, proposed in my draft for, for our committee to review today, it, it seems like the specific claims to the letter are, are are pretty accurate about Rotland Homes, um, and and that you know we've we've found some documentation of those things, but they make the NRCS makes this uh, correlation between Teresa Greenfield and these decisions that Rotland Homes made or these potential failings that Rotland Homes had, and it's not clear necessarily that she was in a position to be making these decisions, both because of the time period and because of her role within the company. So I propose that we give her a C, give the ad a C, because while some of these specific claims are accurate, they kind of um, dump this responsibility on Greenfield without proving that she you know, would have that responsibility. So it was really long winded. But now I want to like open it up to Sarah and Molly and let's talk about this a little bit. Um, so I think reading the check, I um, was sort of, I landed on the same page um, as you. I just had a lot of questions about um, how much of this we can really, you know, put at the feet of, of Greenfield. Um, I mean, that said, you know, she, um, I found like an, an old press release um, from her campaign um, and she does, I mean, like one of her kind of like bragging rights is that, 
um, she, you know, she joined Rutland Homes and, quote, rose quickly through the ranks um, and was running the company's Iowa division. So I think, I think, you know, I don't think it's out of line to say that she was um, in a, a pretty high up position of power there. Um, I guess I, I did kind of wonder what you guys think about these, um, like the Minnesota lawsuit specifically. Um, I mean, since she was in, you know, she was heading up the Iowa division, I don't know, do you guys think it's fair to, to sort of lump everything that happened with Rotland Homes, um, even in other states, and, and kind of blame that on, on Greenfield? Well, one thing I think about this is in Greenfield's LinkedIn profile, it says she was director of real estate from 2005 to 2007. And um, that sounds like it's for the whole company, not just the Des Moines division. Um, You know, I'm not 100% sure of that. But and also, you know, um, there were, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I just don't know that the claims are specifically about Rotland and, you know, they are true, but I I think that by docking the fact check because of Greenfield's responsibility, I think that's a better way to do it than to say that those claims aren't true because they relate to Minnesota. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, and I think um, putting it at a C um, and the way that you phrase it of saying like, you know, these things are true, but the ad doesn't do enough to prove that, that they're, you know, because of, of Greenfield's uh, decisions or, um, you know, they don't, they don't really do enough for me, at least to, um, to lay out how she's culpable for those decisions. So I'm, I fully agree with the C. I think um, that's a, a good way to handle it. Yeah. What did you think, Sarah? Yeah, I'm kind of on the same page too. Um, I guess I'm wondering what maybe um, Greenfield had said, whether um, why maybe she left um, as the director of real estate um, and why maybe then she went to the director of the Des Moines division only. So yeah, I guess I would, I would just wonder, I don't know if, um, if you got a hold of her or her team, Aaron, if they, if, she offered any kind of alternative explanation too? Yeah, I did reach out to the Greenfield team specifically on the claim about destroyed Iowa jobs because I thought that Greenfield could best address how many jobs were lost when that division closed. Um, And their campaign responded with a lot of feedback on the um, the different claims in this ad. I assume that this is one they're really intent on um you know, getting people to believe the opposite, you know, they, they don't, this is not a good ad for their campaign. Um, But it's not, usually it's not our practice within the fact checker to allow really either side to talk in the check. Like we don't really let them, um, we don't really quote them in general, unless there's extenuating circumstances. Um, And I felt like in looking at their, the background that they provided, that it fit in line with what we had, um, what we had written here. They sent me um, a, an article that was in the blog for Iowa that includes a quote from Teresa Greenfield, um, where she said, "I went into home building and eventually became the president of a small home building company in Iowa. That was fun through the recession until it wasn't any more fun. 
we sold the assets at the end of 2011. So I just thought it was interesting that she's, you know, in there she's using the word we. And, you know, it seems very much like she was in on those decisions. But mm-hmm. but now the campaign is saying, no, 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 you know, her company made these decisions and she was a victim to their decisions. Um, you know, and I don't know exactly how that played out, but I I think that you know, I, I'm not really willing to believe that she had absolutely no role in any of this. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of what I thought. So um, Bleeding Heartland um, published, um, it's just a, they republished kind of in full um, a news release that her campaign had put out um, in June 2019. And in there, they're doing the same thing where they're kind of touting her role and, um you know, saying she joined the company and rose quickly through the ranks and, you know, was kind of the head of the company's Iowa division. Um, so, yeah, it's it's hard to to buy sort of the new line that she wasn't involved at all in, in any of those kind of higher level decisions. Well, and you can't have it both ways. You know, you exactly. can't say like I I was part of this major organization and I learned a lot from it, you know, like I think even a company that would fail in along with other, a lot of other companies that failed during this time. And I learned a lot from it. Here's how I would use that experience to help Iowans. You know, you can't say both that and then also say, Oh, but I had nothing to do with the leadership, you know? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's a, I don't know. Um, Sarah, when you guys do your PolitiFact checkers, um, to what degree and how do you guys, is it challenging sometimes to know how much you let each side kind of weigh in with their um, different descriptions of the facts? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, yeah, we like, like you guys, we try to put just the facts out there. And if we, if there is a a quote or a, a reasoning that one side gives or the other side gives or as like an interpretation we might put both of those sides in there as like okay this is what they say the reason is but this is why this might not hold up or this is why this does hold up or like here's the evidence to show that this reasoning is faulty or this reasoning isn't faulty so that's kind of I guess how we handle people weighing in on on claims and if there's something that can't be explained by documents or records but obviously the documents and records are what's like the foundation of the fact check and what's what's actually like happened. I mean, obviously the court filings show that um, there were complaints against Rotland, but the court documents don't necessarily show that Greenfield had all the decision-making power in the room. Right. I was just... Um thinking about, you know, there've been a lot of critiques of President Trump about all the lawsuits filed against his companies. And um, I think some of the, some folks have defended it and said, well, any large company is going to get sued a lot, you know? And, and uh, so, I mean, and maybe to some degree that's true. Um, you know, definitely you can put in the University of Iowa um, hospitals, for example, in Iowa Courts Online, and there's tons of lawsuits. It doesn't mean that they're all true, and it doesn't mean, you know, that the hospital is a bad place. It's just, you know, sometimes a large entity is involved in a lot of different things, and there could be a lot of lawsuits. But um, so I don't know that just the numbers on their own are, are you know, 
that you should look at like the sheer number because we don't know how many of those <clears throat> were dismissed, how many of them settled, um, you know, that kind of thing. It looked like one of them that I was able to look at the filings for was just related to like a company that couldn't get into a house. Like they wanted permission from the courts to basically like, sounds like kind of break into the house. I think this is maybe when there was more foreclosure situations going on. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, I, I kind of took that with a grain of salt as well. Aaron, do you think um, if the ad gave that context, would you land on a B instead of a C? Um, I'm just kind of thinking, and I think like for anyone who's seen the ad or, or listened to the ad, it's, you know, it's one of those like classic attack ads with like super dramatic music and like, <laughs> you know, it makes it sound like so, so nefarious Um that this company closed down, but then, you know, your analysis obviously shows that it was one of many, many companies that were closing down because of just, you know, the great recession and the way what the economy was doing um, sort of out of the control of, of lots of people. Um, So I'm just curious, like, do you think we would be on a B if we had that context since, you know, you do say that the claims are largely true? I definitely think a B, if they made any attempt to like give any nuances <laughs> to this, I would, I would uh, pat them on the back and yeah, definitely go with that. I just think that's not as, as you and I and, and Sarah know, that's not the nature of these ads, you know, mm-hmm. um, to like enter into, to, they don't want to enter into people's minds any idea that this might not be as clear cut as they say it is. Right. Sometimes I wish they would, you know, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to present the whole I th- story. I think voters could handle it. Yeah, definitely. But I guess, I guess that's what we're for. <laughs> <laughs> well, so tell me how you guys feel about the C grade, given our conversation. Um, I, I feel good about the C. I just think there's so much context missing. And then along with the fact that the ad doesn't do the work to prove how Greenfield was personally involved. I think that, in my mind, merits a C. I would, I would have to agree with that. All right. Well, I think we're we're set for that, as has been our pattern in the past. And I don't know. I guess I haven't talked with our online team about it, but uh, usually we we run these in the paper on Saturday and online on Monday. So maybe Monday we'll hear about people who are mad that we mad one way or another about the grade i've missed i've so missed getting fact checker feedback (laughs) right i know welcome back fact checker yes well and since this is our first one back for a while i wanted to put um, a bug in the ear of our listeners we're looking for more ideas if you see ads either you know on facebook or like uh you know banner ads on your web browsers or on tv or the radio, let us know and we will dig in. If the claims meet our criteria of being verifiable by an Iowa candidate or about Iowa, we would like to check it. Um, you can email us at factchecker at thegazette.com. So hit us up. <laughs> and we do like hearing from from you guys. Just Some of you are just angrier than others. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, we can handle angry as well. We're open for that discussion on email or even the phone. Well, do you guys have anything to add? I don't think so. I think I think you did a really nice job with it, Erin. I think so too. Yeah. Well, thanks. 
I'm I'm glad to have a chance to talk about it with you two. And thank you, Sarah, for for joining us here. I know you've got a lot of um, assignments and things you're going to be working on this summer uh, for the Gazette, and we appreciate your time here. Yeah, happy to help. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll finish up our our ending here. It says the Fact Checker Podcast is produced by Stephen Colbert, and our music is Lobby Time by Kevin McLeod. So until next time, fact check you later. <laughs> Thank you for saying fact check you later. <laughs> Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.